Hello and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Salia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. If you are listening to us for the first time today, we are very happy that you joined us. And uh, for our old listeners or listeners that have returned many times, we are just as happy that you are with us again. Now, the old listeners already know that for the past few weeks, we've been recording this podcast on a cell phone. So the quality is not that great. So we apologize for that. And our new listeners, if you keep listening in a week or two, you will hear a better quality recording. But for today, we still have to do it on the cell phone. So the latest news, as you might remember, for the last two weeks, I've been doing quarantine in a quarantine hotel. And the news is that I'm out. I'm recording this in my own house, which is just across the road. So this morning at about nine o'clock, I grabbed all my stuff and walked across the road to my house. And here I sit now in my own room. Now, uh, let me just tell you what happened in the last few days of quarantine. Actually, there's one thing I wanted to tell you before I get to that. That is about something that I did while I was in quarantine. Now, when I grew up, my brother and I lived in an outside room. The room was actually linked to the house, but you couldn't enter the room from the house. You had to leave the house and then go into another door. So this was like a boy's room, you know, and there we could do boy stuff. Now, most of the time we just fought. We always pretended that we were WWE wrestlers and we would throw each other around and inevitably I would get angry and lose my temper and then uh, attack my elder brother. And he just had to defend then because I went completely berserk. And then after we've been doing this for a while, my mother would come in and ask us to please stop. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, in the house, we only have had bathtubs, but in our little outside room, there was a shower. But this shower was very badly installed, so it didn't really work. There was, for one thing, there was no hot water. And uh, sec for the second thing, it, the cold water was, was just like sprinkling, you know, so nobody ever used that shower. So we always had to go into the house to take a bath. And I, I didn't like that. So after high school, when I went to the army, and after the army, when I went to live in the university dormitory, there were showers and I really enjoyed taking a shower and I said to myself, I will not take a bath again. But what happened this uh, past two weeks, at night after I took a shower, there was also a bathtub in my hotel, my quarantine hotel room. I would actually fill up the bathtub and I would lie in the bath. So, so in the last two weeks, I can tell you now that I've soaked in the bathtub more times than the previous 40 years of my life but that's only because I didn't really have anything else to do, right? Okay, so that's just something that I did at night. I soaked in my bathtub. That took up a few minutes because let me tell you, two weeks can get very long if you have to stay in one little hotel room. So the night before I left, or the day before I left, that was now two days ago, a little bus came to the hotel and I was called to go down to the basement and there the government did another PCR test on me just to make sure that I don't have the virus, which by now was pretty clear. But I told you before that this whole quarantine testing organization is extremely well organized. So it is, it is very well done. You zip down, you get your PCR test and you're quickly back in your room because you are still considered to be under quarantine. So that was done. And um, then for the rest of the day, I was like getting ready to, to move out. And you know how uh, somebody who has been in jail for a long time, sometimes they, they are nervous to get out. 
And sometimes because they've been in jail so long, they cannot really adapt to the outside world. They don't feel safe. Actually, to tell you the truth, I was a little bit nervous coming out because I thought to myself, ooh, uh, I've been nice and cozy here for the last two weeks and now I have to step out into the real world. I have to cross the road. I wonder if I would be okay. It turned out it wasn't really necessary to be nervous. Everything was just fine. My prison sentence was not that long, right? It was only two weeks. So here I'm sitting in my own house. And again, like I told you a few weeks ago, I have to wonder, why did I actually have to sit in a hotel quarantine room? Because I could have done everything right here in my house. I could have taken my own PCR tests. I could have taken my own temperature just like I did, right? The government could have tracked my cell phone to make sure I don't go to the beach. It's exactly the same as the hotel room. The government can still reach me twice a day like they do. Once the foreign affairs police will call me to ask if my health is okay. Once I'll get a message, a text message from the health department, the CECC, to ask me if my health is okay. All those things could have been done with me sitting in my own room and saving a fortune. But that's, that's beside the point. So... Um, I stayed in this quarantine hotel room for 15 nights and 14 days. And actually, the fact of the matter is that in Taiwan, they don't follow the science when it comes to COVID. The Omicron variant, which is now the dominant variant in the world for more than 90% of all cases is Omicron. Its incubation period is three to five days. So after three to five days, you know if you have the virus or not. So I stayed another almost 10 days after that. So I feel like, like those 10 days of my life was wasted because it's very clear that I do not have the virus. And now it is not over. I'm now out of the quarantine hotel, but now I'm on a one-week self-health monitoring. And this one week still has rules of its own. For example, I'm not allowed to go to restaurants. I'm not allowed to eat out. I can go around my business. I'm not exactly sure why the rules are what they are. I'm allowed to take public transport, but I'm not allowed to go to a restaurant. So... It's a little bit strange. Again, I don't think the science are followed very well here. So all these rules are still in place that I have to follow. And um, again, we have to keep in mind that the Omicron virus, when it gets you, it doesn't kill you. The chances are virtually zero that you will die. The chances are very, very small that you'll get very sick. The Queen of England has COVID now. It feels like a light cold, a mild cold. She goes around her business. She tested positive for Omicron. So I just wonder, as I mentioned in the past to you, that all this trouble, all this costs of uh, quarantine hotels and rules and tests, which, uh, by the way, the PCR tests are not, uh, are not cheap, right? All these things have to be done. And all of that just to prevent a few people from getting a headache and maybe a sore throat. I'm just curious. I'm just curious because the symptoms are, are really are not that severe with Omicron. The good news is that uh, from next month, the government is thinking about um, shortening the quarantine period from 14 days to 10 days. And if it goes well for a month, if there's no wild increases, then they in uh, the next month, which will be April, right? Then they want to bring it down further to just seven days. So that is some good news on the horizon. And just yesterday I saw in the news that the minister said Taiwan is slowly going to open its borders. Business travelers can already come in very soon and soon tourists will be able to come in because it is just not possible to continue like this forever and ever. Uh, the country has to go back to normal. Like, for example, in England, in England, everything is completely back to normal. 
people don't have to wear masks anywhere. You don't even have to isolate if you have the virus. You can stay home. They, they uh, suggest that you do stay home if you have the virus, but you don't even have to isolate. So it's an absolute back to normal over there. And the funny thing is they have lifted many of the um, rules earlier and there's been no huge increase in the number of cases. They still have many, many more cases than Taiwan, but there's no, been no increase. So all these rules and regulations seem like they do not make that much of a difference. So that's something maybe that Taiwan can also think about. I now uh, have a very strong opinion about this because uh, I was locked up for the last two weeks and I felt it was not really necessary. But those are the rules and we have to obey them, right? So that's where, where we are now. Tonight I'll start working and um, for the first time in, in five weeks I can actually go and work now and I'm kind of looking forward to that because uh, uh, I had a good vacation back in South Africa and then I had two weeks of uh, interesting experience in my quarantine hotel but now hopefully things will get back to normal. So let me just quickly before I go let me tell you about uh, next week. Next week we're going to have uh, one more episode of the podcast that was actually done in Cape Town a few weeks ago. I recorded it in Cape Town. It's an interview that I did for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want you to join us again next week. So next week's podcast will still be, the quality will not be that great because it was also done on the cell phone. But then the week after that, everything will be back to normal. But uh, that is the episode for today. We hope you enjoyed it. And until next week's episode, then goodbye.